We live in a fast-paced and hectic world where it's easy to feel overwhelmed, stressed, and out of control. How do you manage all the competing pressures without losing sense of yourself? How do you stay focused enough to not only plot a path, but follow it? Welcome to Recovery Road, a show that offers inspiration, insight, and intelligence, as well as success stories from many walks of life that can show you how you can control your own destiny. Our knowledgeable and entertaining hosts and their guests give practical advice that you can use every day on your road to recovery. Now, here are your hosts, Leah Mattinson and Greg Bird. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Master Your Life. I'm so excited to have each and every one of you here listening from wherever you are on this beautiful globe where we live. I'm joined by my wonderful guest this week, Molly Mandelberg. Molly, how are you today? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Oh, happy to have you back. So Molly is the founder of Wild Hearts Rise Up, and she is a wonderful lady doing wonderful things in the world and doing it all from her sprinter van. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who'd like to tune in to some of Molly's shenanigans, um, you can do that by checking out her website. Today, we're going to focus in on peace with money. So Molly, I'm so glad that you're, you're here um, to talk about this today. I think this is our, such an important topic. Um, and when we did our first interview, uh, we talked about this as, um, you know, really a hangout point for a lot of people and that it's so important to actually chat about what might be stopping people from actually getting what it is that they desire in their life. So without further ado, Molly, take it away. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I think you talk about this concept a lot on the show, which Mm -hmm. is that our minds have a huge impact on our reality and that our choice to create our lives or to take action and transform our lives is really the only thing keeping us from having what we desire, Um, which begs the question, if most of us would desire more money in our lives, why don't we have it? Or why isn't it easier to acquire? Um, So there's a lot of um, both physical and mental reasons we could come up with. I think a lot of what it comes down to is that we have stories that have been sort of implanted into us from childhood, from pre conscious times in our lives, we've been sort of programmed as we've evolved in this reality to interact with money in a certain way. And so some people are raised um, as billionaires, children, and they have an easy time with money their whole lives because money's just around. It's a known factor. It's always there. And then there are people who were raised maybe with parents who fought about money. And so there's always been this fear of they're not being enough or that money is a traumatic place in our lives or whatever it is that they were witnessing as children before they even knew what money was, that there was this tension around it. So regardless of how we were raised, we've been given a story about money and it's up to us to start looking at How does money show up in my life right now? How do I interact with the energy of money? Am I someone who can make it really easily, but spend it too fast? Am I someone who's willing to receive money and have it in my life and feel a sense of like fullness with it? Um, Am I somebody who just has a hard time even making it in the first place? Like there are so many different ways to interact with money. And what I started discovering because my business took off 
And as I started making more money, I was like, oh, great. There's money in my world now. And for some reason, I was still in this place of scarcity. I still had this story of I'm a starving artist. There is never enough. So as long as that never enough mentality stuck with me, the money would go out as fast as it came in. Didn't matter how much came in. I would have huge months in my business and it would still go out as fast as it came in. I wasn't willing to be someone who had money and I didn't actually believe that that was possible for me. So there were a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of stories keeping me from actually having a sense of ease or peace or um, satisfaction or pleasure even with money. Um, So I started transforming that with a bunch of different tools, but mostly looking at what is the energy of peace with money? This concept of peace with money was introduced to me and it seemed like such a foreign thing. I'm sure anyone who's out there listening right now, if you start to tap into just what the energy of peace with money is, it might feel familiar and it might feel completely alien to you. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was a totally alien concept that there are people on this planet who have a sense of peace around money. With money, the energy of money, the way money comes into their lives, how they feel holding money, that it's a sense of peace rather than a place of stress and of fear and of trauma and of anxiety. Um, And so I started dancing with this energy and implementing a couple practices in my own life to sort of tap into that peace with money frequency on a daily basis. And suddenly everything in my financial reality started to change. I started paying off my debt. I started investing money with ease. I started watching investments grow. I started um, having like a savings account that I wasn't emptying every month. I started having credit cards that had zero balances for months and months in a row. And that was a very 180 turn from who I used to be with money. So, um, after a while of playing with these tools and, you know, with anything in our lives, we try it, we forget to use our tools, we fall back off the train. Um, there's been this sort of ebbing and flowing. And as soon as I recognize I'm not feeling peace with money in my life, I go back and re-implement those daily practices and peace with money returns to my life. So finally, I had to answer the call and sort of put this into a course or program, which is what I do. Um, I build courses and programs for my clients and for myself. Um, I finally decided it was time to share these like simple practices with the world so that more people could experience what peace with money is if they're willing to try it out. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that now more than ever, people, not only if you've had your own old story, you're also seeing people around with this story coming more and more to the surface. So every conversation now is around How much money do you have in your bank account? Are you doing stuff with cryptocurrency? Like there's all this enormous pressure also to do things with money that are very uncertain. So even it's just, it's very, very interesting landscape to to navigate in. And also depending on your age and stage of life, you know, you may have had a lot of money. You might've lost stuff two or three times in your life, divorces and that kind of thing can devastate um, bank accounts. A business loss, we're seeing, you know, hundreds of thousands of people losing their small businesses uh, in the last year, year and a half. And so people who thought maybe they were okay with money are really finding out that they've got less peace than they ever, ever had, even if they were sort of just dancing that fine edge. So I love a good crisis, though, got to say, <laughs> I love a good crisis, because it just makes you actually really, it gives you an opportunity to really look at what are those things that could be your hangups around 
having a really great life and having peace around really what, you know, on this planet in this 3D reality, we need to have resources in order to live here. I've tried living the spiritual artist life. It's not as much fun when yeah. you're, you know, you're not sure where your next meal is coming from. Yeah. And yes, you can live a spiritual artist life with money yeah. too. With I, money. I that's yeah. one of the big like things I had to overcome is like, <laughs> I'm either this or I have money. And that's just not true. It's just not true. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, this is an opportunity for people to get out your paper and pen, like I always invite you to do and write down in your journal or on a piece of paper, where are you at right now with money? What is your peace level with money? Uh, if you think your peace level is great, people who are really wealthy also have money issues sometimes because they don't know how to manage how to give it away. You know, mm -hmm. so they just, it's never in their mindset. There's also this, the ebb and flow is not just the ebb in, but also the flow out um, that, that uh, is interesting right now. I think when we see a rising consciousness about how do I help my fellow human being? How do I invest in things wisely, um, you know, for the betterment of mankind, which is maybe different than where people have been for the last 125 years or so. Uh, so there's lots of other cool opportunities that are coming up. So peace with money can, can be needed, whether you have a ton of it, or whether you have none of it and, yeah. and those things. Yes. So, awesome. so Molly, where's starting points for people? Um, yeah. I love that you invited people to write down where they feel like they're at right now, because looking at where you're at with your finances right now can be really uncomfortable, but a super powerful place to mm -hmm. just take a snapshot of how are things going? Mm -hmm. How are things feeling in your financial reality? How does a check coming in feel to you? Does it feel exciting? Do you celebrate it? Do you look at it and tell it, gosh, you're never enough. You know, I like to think of money as a person who might want to come and play in my life with me. If you have somebody come over to your house and every time it sh that person shows up, you say, you know what? You are never enough. If that's the energy you are having with money coming in, money probably doesn't want to come play at your party. So it's important to look at how are you speaking to your money? How are you interacting with the energy of it? And then the question I would ask, and if you still have your journals out, yes. um, the question I would start writing on also is what would peace with money look like in your life? What would it feel like in your life? What would it sound like? What would it taste like? Whatever sense you resonate with, what would peace with money actually be like in your life? Can you think of some tangible moments? Like going to the grocery store and not counting how much you've, you've tallied up in your cart, mm -hmm. like going to the grocery store and just buying what you want and getting the healthiest organic things that you'd like to be buying and getting those supplements, both bottles on the same day, instead of waiting mm -hmm. until two weeks from now with your next paycheck to buy the second bottle of supplements that you want for your body. What would an example of peace with money in your life be like? Is it buying a first class ticket instead of the basic economy? There's like lower tiers of economy now that, you know, it's gotten kind of insane with flying, but what would an example of peace with money be in, like in your life? And would you be willing to just sit with that feeling of looking at, okay, I can imagine a place in my life where peace with money could occur and I would know what it would look like or feel like now. Can you spend like almost a whole minute or more actually just sitting with that feeling? And that's 
like, I don't want to give away the whole program that I've created about peace with money, but that's sort of the root of it. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to dance with this idea that peace with money could exist? And are you willing to bring that feeling into your body and just feel what that feels like? Cause we've got this, um, whether we've got a lot of money or whether we've got no money at all, whether we've got a lot of like negative balance of money, there tends to be this emotional vacillation between like bliss, like, oh my God, I got a huge check or trauma and like pain and fear of, wow, I'm really screwing this up. And as long as we're dancing that pendulum swing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, there is no peace. Peace is actually standing in the middle of that and getting into true alignment with your connection to source, your connection to creation, your ability to be whole and complete, regardless of what's showing up in your life. And that place in between the thrill of having money and the fear of not having it, that's where peace with money hangs out. And if you think about it, I like to, I was trying to find people in my life or examples in this universe of Mm -hmm. people I thought had peace with money so that I could sort of pull that energy from them because I didn't know what it was yet. And I kept thinking about Oprah because I just thought Oprah had peace with money. So I would go into Oprah's world and be like, Oprah, what's it like when your assistant or whoever walks in and tells you how much money you made today or this week or this month or whatever. And I got a hit that it was an, of course, it was a calm sense of like, yeah, that's what we made. Okay. It wasn't a, oh my goodness, we made that much money. There wasn't this like spike in emotion. It was a calm, of course it is. And I went back into Oprah's world and I said, you know, Oprah, what's it like when you find out how much you owe in taxes this year? Now we'll take out the like awareness of billionaires not paying that much in taxes and just see, you know, when you get hit with a big bill, Oprah, what's that like? And I got, again, there isn't this huge trauma and drama about it. There is a sense of just peace. Like I can handle that. Of course, pay it. We've got it. It's not a big deal. And that is where peace with money hangs out. It's on like it's almost rising above the emotional spectrum that most of us interact with money on. It's a different place to hang out. And so what would it take to interact with money from that place of peace where you're kind to it, you connect with it, you don't put your head in the sand like it doesn't exist, but you don't also make it right and wrong all the time and judge it as good or bad or enough or not enough. Right. And I think the first thing to your point of acknowledging first of all, the things, right? It's going, okay, well, what are the things that are the things that are uh, in my bank account or that I owe? And that sort of, um, what do you call it? Like a clear and transparent conversation with yourself about what's going on and maybe historically what's going on too. And then, uh, you know, for those of us who've got kids or grandkids and are thoughtful about future planning, we go, oh, well, there's going to be this coming up and this coming up and this coming up that I want to participate in or be able to contribute to. So there's those lifestyle things as well that can be very, you know, uh, onerous for some people. If you've got two or three kids, I, I gave birth to two and then had another four. So we had six kids in the house and wow. it was a busy place. And there was so lots of um, demands on financial resources and, uh, you know, that whole um, uh, feast or famine sort of idea was you know, could have been the story. And there was times when we'd have to talk, my partner and I would have to talk each other through not completely, you know, losing it, knowing that we've got this, we've got this, we've got this, you know, so um, yes, but there was, there's definitely been times as a business owner 
as well. You know, so you're a business owner, I'm a business owner. Uh, lots of people who are listening are, are business owners or are becoming business owners mm-hmm. because this is the landscape now is the corporate jobs have maybe dried up and you're trying to figure out how to, um, you know, have a business and you're going, oh my goodness, it's like all these inputs and costs of, of having a, a business. And that can be another thing that's if it's unfamiliar and you don't have peace with money, it it can really stop you from diving into life. People often said to me, how do you have so many kids? How do you have so many kids and all their friends over all the time? Like, how does that happen? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, well, what would be the alternative? Like, what, what would I be doing otherwise? Um, And so there was lots of ways that I renegotiated or moved that money around that we had. Another money would show up. Uh, there's been times definitely where it's been, you know, uh, very, very on the skinny branches too, though. So stories about, uh, yeah, uh, about, you know, lack of money or resources not coming in, blocking, uh, blocking good opportunities. Yeah, very. It's been a, it's been a wild ride sometimes. I'm sure like everybody else. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And it, whether you're a entrepreneur or not, there's going to be a different grab bag of circumstances, right? Because the beauty of being uh, in a regular job is you have that consistent paycheck, but that also sometimes can limit us because we think this is the only way money can come in rather than that, like random stimulus or tax return or unexpected check from a loved one coming in the mail. Like there are still other pathways Mm -hmm. that money could miraculously come to you outside of that paycheck. So it's easy to limit ourselves and say, this is the only way I make money happens for me instead of, you know, like weird refunds, lawsuits you didn't know were happening on your behalf. Like there are so many other ways money can come in. The other side of that spectrum, if you're an entrepreneur, you think, oh God, I'm the only thing creating money in my world. Like if I I'm at total cause and all the pressures on me and it feels like it's going to be feast and famine forever. But the beauty of being an entrepreneur is you can create as many income streams as you want. I mean, anybody can that's in addition to the people who are working jobs, you can create more income streams anytime you want. Mm-hmm. Etsy is amazing. Like my, uh, my best friend who I'm visiting right now, her roommate just came home yesterday and said, Oh, I just felt like driving around. So I did DoorDash all day. So there's just things you can go out and do that bring in more money anytime you want. And that's something we have to change our brains in order to dance with at all is that there are more possibilities than you could possibly imagine. And when you start to get present to the possibilities or even just open up to the fact that there are possibilities, more money can show up and more peace with money can show up in your life too. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love it. I love it. And, and because it also stretches you, right. You're going, well, should I try this out? Like DoorDash, you get to meet people. Why not shopper at Costco for a day or two or wherever Instacart. Right. (laughs) And the other one that I've heard people really doing a lot, you know, in the last 10 years or so, they've done a series, a TV series, even on it is selling stuff out of their storage units. Yeah. (laughs) That's huge. So many people have stuff in storage. Yeah. Or even just going to garage sales and finding things that are worth more than they're being sold for and selling them on eBay. Like that is an entire career. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that a lot. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah. yeah, That's uh, yes. 
I'm not going, I'm not doing that. So you've got it no sounds like a lot of trouble and being someone who lives in a van, I just don't have room for all those things that I would pick up. Like, I don't want to carry them around, <laughs> but, but that's like storage yeah. and time. Yeah, exactly. It's like Coke and Pepsi, you know, Coke isn't for some people. Pepsi isn't for some people, but there's all different kinds of ways of doing. Uh, I love the fun and playful approach too, which is, I think when you get into trouble with money, quote unquote, get there's, there's a belief system, right? Oh, I got in trouble with money. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I got in trouble now to reframe it. I got in trouble with my friends that I like. <laughs> yes. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my Lord. But lots of, there's lots of ways around this. So tell me, tell me, a, tell us a couple stories about people who you've worked with that you've, that you've really seen transform as a result of making peace with money. Maybe even your own story, if that's. Yeah, absolutely. So I have played with this in a couple of my different groups and programs. I've got courses and programs happening all all the time, all year round. Right now I've got three running at the same time, which feels like a lot, but I love it. <laughs> um, so as I go in and out of this practice, I'm like, oh, I'm in the energy of peace with money. Like, I just want to share this vibe. So I'll do a uh, meditation and like a journaling exercise on one of my calls here and there throughout the year. And every time I do it within 24 hours, I get an email or a message or a text or a DM from someone saying, oh my God, look what happened. Um, one time, one of my clients is a artist. I won't say what kind of artist to protect her, um, <laughs> anonymity, but she messaged me the morning after we did this piece with money exercise on the copywriting cohort call that I lead. And she said, Oh my God, I sold all this in just after the call. Like I felt like I went so deep in that meditation and then money just started pouring in all day after that call. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Like, I love to hear this. Thank you so much for sharing it with me. What else is possible? How does it get better than this? Those are a couple of access consciousness questions. And she said, yeah, how does it get better than this? And then she messaged me again later that day and more had kept coming in. So it was like this piece with money thing. Once you get it, it's almost like a switch flips in your head and you can be with that energy. And when you're with that energy on a consistent basis, once you know you have it, miracles show up miraculous things can occur in your reality once you've got that frequency and you can play with it another one of my clients um she didn't she felt uncomfortable raising her rates she has a she had a client who was on like a discounted rate because they couldn't afford her but she loved them so much she wanted to keep working with them spontaneously the day after we did this piece with money thing on my magic call she said, oh my God, I have been unwilling to raise my rates with this person because they couldn't afford it. And they spontaneously told me they came into some money and raised my rate with them themselves. Oh, <laughs> I nice. Didn't want to draw that line with them. And they came and did it for her. She was like, I, I can't explain it. it. It has to just be that piece with money that we just tried. And I'm like, that's amazing. It is amazing. I love yeah. that. Yes. So they people can know how it's going to show up. It could be more money coming in. It could be a miraculous conversation that opens doors to more possibilities. Um, I mean, I met Leah after doing my piece with money practice and more beautiful opportunities for, you know, cross promotion and sharing each other's magic with our audiences mm -hmm. and down the road. I'm sure that will lead to more income for both of us. Yes. And for everyone who's listening and playing along too, that's the fun of being in the groups of people that are high vibration. You go, yeah. well, how, the, the, what's the saying? It's like the highest tide floats all the boats. 
Right. So if you're in that high tide with other people and you're surrounding yourself with that, then you find that you're on those, that wave and that frequency, which is very different than being on the bottom of the ocean in a submarine. Cause yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, you're alone in that vessel. This is a very, very different vibe. I love that. The other thing that throughout the years that you reminded me a story, Molly, of somebody who um, physically gave me something. Uh, along the way that I wasn't expecting. So, you know, I had, I've made fairly good money along the way also, like money's flowed in pretty good. And sometimes resources are beyond those of the cash thing. And so, you know, relationships are one. So I've had really great connections also as a a result that have led to more uh, cash. But somebody gave me a vehicle one time along the way, like not somebody I was sleeping with either. So I was like, just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like when people go, oh, you can only sleep your way to the top. No, not true. Not, true. All, not true. Not true. And so that's an old message also, yeah. right? That you can only, like, you can only get by doing things by that compromising. are by yeah. compromising. Yeah. I, so t- yeah. Do you have some more stories like that? I'll share my, but that compromising thing I think is a big one for a lot of people. Oh yeah. There are so many limiting beliefs. I mean, there is, you have to work hard to make money. That's not true. That's like the most common one out there that I am only allowed to receive money by hustling and grinding and overwhelming myself with work. Mm. What if that's not true? What if you could have ease and joy and spaciousness and make more money because of it? So um, that's a huge one that's worth upending and transforming. Um, uh, The never enough thing is a big one that no matter how much money comes in, I still can't manage to pay my bills or it'll never be enough to get out of the debt that I'm in or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, gosh, I'm drawing a blank in my mind right now, but I have so many of them. That's okay. There's, yeah. So people can check in again. It's just like, what is your own limiting belief? Yeah. What, what, and there might be layers, like layers and layers and layers of them too, that you just didn't even know. Coming into the intra, um, into this world, if your parents have in utero put something into you, instilled in you beliefs around money or yeah. fear, even fear can be connected, you know, together, depending on what's oh, yeah. going on during your time of birth. So you might not even be conscious about it, but it would be looking at what's your actual, what is your outcome? So what's your behavior? You, it, maybe it doesn't even matter now that there's this sort of consciousness rising thing. A lot of people want to dive back into the story really and go, where did all this start? Where did all of it start? And they get caught in the, where did it all of it start? And instead of pointing yourself towards the solution, do you find that is true? Yeah. 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 I mean, root causing things is definitely one way to go about finding the source and unpacking it, unraveling it to reprogram Mm -hmm. it. If we're going to invite people to look at what is the hard truth or the negative belief or the limiting story that you have about money, I would invite you as soon as you write it down, to write down what the opposite of that would be. So for example, um, I'll give you another example from my own life. My mom had a wildly, has a wildly successful career as a writer. When I was a kid, there was tons of money in the house. We lived in a nice place. And yet she had remarried this, my evil stepdad, I call him verbally abusive, alcoholic, not okay guy. Mm -hmm. And I had made up the story in my head that if you have too much money, predators will show up in your life. So if you're too successful, if you're too visible, if you're too good, that's when the predators will find you. That's when the bad guys show up. Mm -hmm. So I made up the story. I'd rather be poor than have 
you know, jerks show up in my life or predators show up in my life or abuse occur in my life because I'm successful. Um, so I had to upend that I'm safe. It, it is safe to be successful. It is safe to make money. It is safe to be seen. And so whatever limiting belief you uncover, find the opposite of that and look for evidence of that already being true in your life. Because if you can find evidence of the uh, opposite being true, then that means that that limiting belief was never true, at least not absolutely true. And so that's how you can sort of unpack and like deflate these things that seem so big and important and solid in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also just want to go back to that rising tide lifts all boats idea. I think it's really easy to say, oh, that works for other people that we look at someone who's successful and think, oh, sure. That's easy for them, but that that's not me. That's Mm -hmm. not my life. That's not, that's, that wouldn't work in my reality. And uh, also there's this comparison thing going on, especially as social media has gotten so rampant that we look at other people's beautiful lives and we think, um, we do this comparison thing of I'm not good enough, or I'm not as good as them, or I'm not as pretty as them, or I'll never be as successful as them. And I want to just give everyone an alternate choice, which is a real simple phrase. I also took this from access consciousness, a beautiful school of thought. If you haven't checked it out, look it up. Um, I'll have what they're having. So what if we were sitting at a table of the universe, the universe has come to take our order. I'll have what they're having. It's a really simple phrase. It's instead of saying, I hate that person. I want what they have. I'll never have it. This like yucky tension energy. Just say, I'll have what they're having. Look at that beautiful relationship that I'm witnessing. I'll have some of what they're having. Or wow, look at how successful that woman is. She seems like she's just like rolling in that energy of peace without money. I'll have what she's having. Just sort of like taking tabs on what the menu is, what you're witnessing in this reality is what you'd like to have, what you'd like to be experiencing and just making your order. Just telling the universe, that's what I'll be having. Thank you. Maybe and that's then, part of the reason for the shutdown, Molly, so that we're not looking around at other people going, I'll have what she's having. Right. <laughs> so we have to yeah. find more of it online. It's like, I'll have what he's having. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I am really grateful. I know that it was an awfully hard year for a lot of people. And I am super grateful to have witnessed our entire planet having to sit at home with ourselves and look at things we weren't willing to look at before. Mm-hmm. And I think all the transformation that's occurring now and all the career changes that are happening now are just proof that that introspection has been occurring and that people have been looking at who they really want to be and how they really want their lives to go and making choices to change it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. Agreed. It's so cool to, when that, when it all first started happening and uh, there was a lot of my daughter's friends have children and they were, you know, talking about, you know, the kids being home and like how that was going to be so weird. And I said, oh my gosh, girls, I cannot remember a time when it was okay. Like that actually okay to be home without there being this pull that you had to be at work as a woman in doing whatever out of the house. And so enjoy it. Oh, for goodness sake, like get to know these little beings that you actually brought into the world. This is a first where you actually are like, stay home, stay home, put your hand up all day long for that. So you get to know them because they're wonderful little creatures. And then, yeah, you do get to know yourself because you see yourself reflected through their eyes. 
which has not been the case. You know, you send kids off to school and you're not, your behavior isn't reflected through your children's eyes. It's reflected through the eyes of the people who you work with, or to your point, the social media that you're ingesting every day, you know, for the last decade that hasn't served us very well. So it's been, it's a really cool time um, to be able to get a bead on who am I right now? What is it I'm trying to create in my life? And then what are the things that I need to do to take those incremental baby steps? But you might not have even had an awareness about why your money looks like, you know, a bunch of friends you don't want to hang out with. <laughs> you know, none, mm -hmm. because you've been so busy. Maybe you don't even open up your credit card statements anymore. Or maybe you, right. you know, have just gone a lot. You know what? I know it's going to take me 50 years to pay off the mortgage of my house. Uh, or, you know, my, my divorce is decimating me. I hear that one a lot. I've been decimated. Mm -hmm. And so if you're decimated, that means you're blown up. Like there's nothing you can do about that. Right. It's very disempowering. So if you're, you know, flipping all those things on their head and really going, okay, how do I make peace with money? How do I make peace with other people? How do I make peace with, you know, the, where my relationships are with my friends and family, with myself. Um, with myself, yeah, absolutely. Then the then this core um, question is nice. The piece with money question is it's a nice one to start with because it's just a little bit away, you know, from you. You can hold it away from you and go, okay, how am I actually with all this stuff? And sometimes when we're holding the mirror up to ourselves, that's a that's a tougher step, but part yeah. of the process, right? But but tougher. Yeah. And but who money are, you are anywhere is who you are everywhere, oftentimes. It, yes. All the time. All the time. <laughs> exactly right. You can't escape yourself no matter how much you might want to. That is exactly true. So it's a fun thing to, um, to be able to get a handle on. Have you seen any, anything that's been a big adjustment for people that you think where they're coming out the other end, um, where we're doing this interview now is mid 2021. Uh, do you see a, a rising tide of people that are, are making peace with money and are choosing differently in their careers? And what are those people doing and how are they getting help from people like you, Molly? I think that more than ever, people are taking matters into their own hands and they're, they're creating, there's more autonomy occurring, I think, widespread than ever before, which is beautiful. People are recognizing that it's easier now than ever before to be the source of your own income. And to go out and create in that way and that people are taking advantage of that is amazing and the innovations in technology that have allowed it to become so easy to make money online is fantastic especially in our industry of the coaches and um, transformational leaders and holistic practitioners that so many have made the shift from in person to online over the past year and that means that so many more people out there are getting support from the mentor for them, regardless of if they live in the same town or not, that I think that is a really beautiful transformation that's happened um, globally in the last year and a half because of this. Um, one thing I would want to just remind people of too is that money likes attention. So if we're talking about the energy of peace with money and you're not willing to open your bank account or look at the bills that you owe or even just have a sense of what it actually costs to be you every month, that that unawareness or that ig ignorance so to speak you ignoring it yeah ignorance. Ignorance. yeah <laughs> um is 
is not a place that money wants to hang out. Money wants attention, just like you want attention. You show up to someone's house, you want them to look you in the eye and talk to you and like hang out with you. What would it take to look at your money once a day? Um, There's really amazing resources out there. Like Mint is one that I use where all my like credit cards and all my checking accounts and all my investments are all like connected to Mint. And I can just open an app and see where each account is in one glance. Um, and I try to open that app once a day to just look at it and be like, hi, okay, this is where we're at today. Great. Not making it wrong, not making it right. Not having that huge emotional swing between the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. Um, but just being present with it. Okay. This is what my money looks like today. Hi money. Hello. Nice to see you. Right. Um, yeah, we can have more at any time, but the, the ostrich head in the sand about the money is not really a good place for money to come and play with us. It's not a generative energy and awareness is really the key to change once we know something is a certain way we can start making choices we can start opening up to possibilities we can start looking for opportunities to take action and to change it um so awareness is a big piece of it so i I just want to invite people to that too right it's the observer effect right it's like observing something helps it to actually come into more focus and and uh change our health likes attention too. So I'll just do a little shout out. Yeah, do. Health likes your attention too. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that yes, looking at the scale or looking at what's going on in your clothes or looking, if you can't go up a flight of stairs, it's like a good opportunity to go, Hmm, is this actually, am I being friendly with my health mm-hmm. and our health and our wealth are the things that we have here on this planet to, you know, time and money we exchange all the time, uh, you know, health and time. Also, it's like, if your health is off balance, your time is going to be robbed from you by dealing with ill health. Same thing with wealth. If your wealth is not well-managed, then you're going to be spending time trying to rectify that or just working for, you know, a dollar, a dollar a day. And to your point about technology, wow, we could not do any of this stuff just a few years ago. So yeah, yeah, I had a pod, my podcast has been on for almost six years, but to begin with, there was no video it couldn't do video at all. So it's, it was all just audio podcasting. Now you can have Zoom meetings. There's all kinds of technology uh, that you can uh, interact with people all over the world, whether that's through you know coaching and mentorship, running great programs like you do at wildheartsriseup.com. You can find Molly um, and masteryourlife.ca. You can find our stuff. You can find Molly on there as well. Uh, but when you're looking at um, good mentorship, and what you want to create in your life, uh, this is important as well, because you're, when you say, I'll have some of that, it's be careful about what you're saying, I'll have some of that of. Uh, so there's lots of coaches, there's lots of people uh, that might be peddling something that is not what you want. And then you end up kind of stepping into that for whatever reason, we get lured into things and then we go, oh, darn, I wish I wouldn't have made a decision to actually spend time with that person or work with that group or whatever. And, and then extricating ourselves from, from those situations is also part of this disciplining yourself and having peace with leaving situations that aren't working out for you and your best and highest good. You know, so um, I often use in business, this example, you wouldn't hire a six figure business coach if they only ran a five figure business, you just would never do it. 
right? So in business coaching, it's easy to talk about those, those numbers or what it is you're trying to create, but that's also part of peace. I think peace with money is that you want to hire the people who you want to become. Mm -hmm. You want to work with and hang out with those people that you want to become same thing in the uh, genre of health. You would want to pick health coaches or people who are healthy to actually give you advice about your wellness and the same thing about your bank account. Would you say that that's absolutely? Yeah. And definitely who you hang out with impacts both of those factors. So Mm -hmm. if you want to be healthier, hang out with the healthiest person, you know, go to lunch with them, see what it's like, Mm -hmm. go for a walk with them, see how that vibe is. And same thing with money. If you are willing to spend some time, if you can, with the richest person, you know, and see how they interact with the energy of money. Just see what that lifestyle, how it feels different, mm-hmm. how the check at the end of the meal coming is a different emotional experience than maybe with some of your friends who lack money or who don't play with the energy of peace with money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Who are around and who we choose to be around and absolutely who we choose as mentors has a huge impact on what we're capable of and how, um, how, we unlimit ourselves or how we stay limited. Yes. And what I love about your story uh, too, and not just your story, but how you live your life, Molly, it really impressed me is that you're living in this van. And like, I love that, like the nomadic adventurous yeah. woman. And I, so I've worked in, you know, $425 million privately owned companies. I've worked in, you know, with lots of people with lots of wealth, some people who have been very much out there and needed like the fast cars and the hot, whatever and the you know motels and hotels etc it's like all the opulence and then i've also worked with people who have exactly that same amount of cash but live their life very differently and like there is um you know camping and fishing and kayaking and you know going to uh, traveling but it's like you go hiking so it's not about fixing your hair every day for a meal it's about the more nomadic sitting around a campfire and you know sharing stories that way and I'm not and it's again just sitting there and observing all these things and going what is it that I like what is the vibration that I like and what is the thing I'm wanting to create in my life Um, do I want to invite my grandchildren to be sitting at the opulent restaurant where it's all like you got to have your hair exactly perfect and everyone's got to you know be sitting on their you know pins and needles or is it the lifestyle of let's hang around a campfire? Let's invite more people over for chili or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and, and again, this is the vibration why it's important to pay attention to what you want, you want to create in your life. Uh, and that's what impressed me about what you're doing, Molly, is because you're, you kind of do it all. It's like you probably have these um, about the ability to be a chameleon. And that's what makes you a really great coach, I think, too. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And you've been doing this for a long time. So yeah, I've been nomadic for 13, almost 13 years. And I've been living the van life for about three. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's a variety of experiences in my life. Sometimes I'm wearing high heels and long dresses at conferences and getting on stage to talk to people. And sometimes I'm, you know, building, <laughs> helping people chop wood to make right. a campfire out in the desert. Yeah, exactly. So this And again, I think it's like that looking at what is the skills and mentorship that you're looking for in your life, because master your life is a show about insight, intelligence and inspiration to help you live a better life. It's not just about feeling better emotionally. It's about what are the action steps that you can actually take 
to get the things that you want. And even if you go, I'm going to take a little baby step this way and try something out. And if I don't like it, I can make a different decision. That's what differentiates this audience is like, it's a bunch of action takers, Mm -hmm. you know, so you go, okay, what action am I going to take today? So am I going to look at mint, which is what Molly suggested? Am I going to go to the master life website? Am I going to go to Molly's? How am I going to interact and play with this Um, energy of money, or if you have a story around money that isn't serving you, or you have a friend that you know, is blocked from creating magnificent wealth in their life. It's, you know, your personal, maybe responsibility today to go out and say, Hey, you know what, I just listened to this great podcast, I can, you know, get you tapped into these people who can actually help you to get and change that story. So you can manifest the things that you want in life. Maybe you need to get out of a story of poverty right now. Um, and inability, but, but whatever it is, then your next step is if it isn't Molly that you're reaching out to, or you're not checking out the master your life website, it's like, who can coach you, who can help you, because we're here for the upliftment of the planet. Again, that's why you're tuning into this show. Uh, You know, it's not about it's not a cooking show. (laughs) It's about how do we how do we master our lives? So it's, it's, uh, what would you say to people who what can people learn from you, if they step into this world, or step into your peace with money program? What, what could they walk away? Or what do you hope they would walk away feeling like or experiencing? I mean, with the peace with money program, specifically, my hope is that they get at least a taste of what the peace with money energy is. I'm not promising people that they're going to make more money, but that they will tap into the feeling of peace around their money. And what I know is when we can cultivate that energy of peace with money, money shows up. So, um, yeah, so it's just getting a hit of that, getting a hit of the possibilities, getting tapped into a new vibration that maybe wasn't accessible to you before and a new awareness of possibilities and a new connection to that potential that you have to create your reality and to live into the dreams that you want to be creating. And with my other programs in my business, it's similar in a different facet that I I want my clients to recognize the possibilities that their message can become a movement, that their people can be reached, that their efforts can feel organized in such a way that they feel supported by their business and also that their like grand mission in life is being fulfilled. Love it. Love it. And so again, if you've got children, grandchildren, you run a business, you're a boss of other people or a manager of other people, uh, and you're looking for ways to help them to refine themselves. And what I mean by refine, I mean, ignite the passion that's laying dormant within them or what, you know, just maybe they've been going through a really hard time with money or their business, then have them reach out, have them come to the masteryourlife.ca website, find resources there. And if you can't find a resource there that actually fits for you, send us a message because we will tap you in to somewhere that can help, but for goodness sake, don't stay stuck because you don't need to. And that's also an incredible part of being uh, on this high uh, floating tide of really lots of cool people is because we know who we can send people to if they're not a fit to work with us. Right, Molly? Yes, absolutely. Find the mentorship that's right for you. Find the resources that are right for you. Don't stay stuck. It's up to you. You get to choose. Choose joy, choose ease, choose glory. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me today, Molly. Everyone, peace out. Join us again on the next episode of Master Your Life. Find peace and joy. And, uh, you know, love yourselves, love each other, mind your minds. That's all for us. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Thank you for being a part of our program today. Master Your Life is a presentation of Leah Mattinson Enterprises, Inc. Join us next time on Master Your Life, helping you to discover the very best of you.